0: I'm an alligator. I'm a mama, papa, coming for you. I'm a space invader. I'll be a rock and rolling bitch for you. Keep your mouth shut. Just walk like a big
1: monkey bird. Fuckos, Don't friends. Hello, friend.
0: Fuckos. <laughs> 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 Whoa. You wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> here for fuckos. Here for friends. Fuck- friend fuckos gets like a little bit dicey. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'll drink to that. Yeah. Oh my God. Hi, friends. Hello. You guys. I'm fucking jazzed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god,
1: after a ridiculously long hiatus that I don't know, I can't even tell you how long it lasted. This is the first episode that I have recorded of the Millennium fandom in ages. Fucking ages.
0: It Why did uh, return. did something happen? Was there like a like a <laughs> pandemic or something? Yeah, was, uh, this is the first time there, hearing about it.
2: Was there a reason that uh, uh, we weren't regularly meeting up uh, yeah. again, or was there I, did something seem to get in the way?
0: Jake and I just thought that you had made friends that weren't us.
1: Correct. Right. Well, well, no, no.
0: <laughs> like which is fine, but like you should just tell well, your That's other okay because we didn't make other them. friends
1: either. So. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. here's to not making friends, but still having the old ones. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're all oh, in our sorry, 30s, we can't do that anymore. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> We're too old to make new friends. Oh my god,
1: okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so sorry. But yeah, hey hey, gang, hey everybody. Thank you for joining me once again on the Millennium Fandom. Um, <laughs> super jazzed to be back. Super jazzed to be doing this again. Super happy to have uh, two beautiful people here with me, but uh, first, yeah, yeah, uh, I apologize for not getting more out. Yeah, there was kind of a pandemic. (laughs) That little thing. That little whole thing that, you know, uh, caused a lot of issues for a lot of people, and uh, I had some pretty significant life changes happening, so uh, I won't have to get into that, but uh, good things on the horizon, and stuff's happening, and I'm super jazzed about it. But uh, before we get too far into it, uh, you notice there's three voices uh, that you're hearing. Uh, of course, mine. I am Michael the Bubby Z Bubbers. Next to me, I have the wonderful, the amazing, the talented Katya Carter. Hello. Ooh, I, what is up? I have uh, asked Katya to uh, help me co-host this whimsy fucking whatever doodad that i've got going on so uh hopefully you will all be hearing from her uh, a lot more often so hi say hi kat
0: hi what's up this actually works out great because i love never shutting up and that's (laughs) a pretty cool thing to have on a podcast right so i'm hoping they'll like you know kind of
2: i'll be honest kat your your uh, co-hosting was the only reason i agreed to come back on (laughs)
0: are you still mad at bubs yeah for the spaghetti incident he knows what he did yeah
1: <laughs> i mean not no right
0: it is fun and co-host i'm very I'm, I'm looking forward to being a fucking chuckle fuck with you and talking with cool friends about things that we know nothing about
1: it's gonna be a super duper time
0: speaking of friends talking about stuff that we don't Know anything about
2: <laughs> Jake is here. Hey, <laughs> hey, hello, Jake. <laughs> In my defense, I also don't know what I'm talking about. So, uh, this is
0: gonna be a great podcast, yeah, <laughs> this is be a
2: great episode,
1: right? Um, hello, uh, hello, Jake Lees. Welcome to uh, the show. Uh, before we dive into any more, because I haven't already talked enough about other shit, hey, uh, it looks like I was gonna ask, Hey, Jake, what are you drinking? Hey, cat, what are you drinking? But it looks like we're all drinking. Kat. The same thing that be that being the toppling goliath pseudo sue pale ale it's
0: one of my favorite ipas it's so good oh uh, it's not an ipa wait
1: yes it is well it's a pale ale
0: whatever it tastes like an ipa
1: it's delicious that's all (laughs) that matters burp away from camera like tazande (laughs) <laughs> uh, he but. breathes away you burp away there's a difference
2: <laughs> yeah, <you're> the <laughs> mine, is, mine is grosser <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're the fucking you are totally the Wisconsin Tres tre I'm, tre my, on I'm the grosser white t- 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 <laughs> on. For, t- yeah for
0: anyone who doesn't know what Jake looks like or like acts <laughs> like for, you need to understand that he's all of the good parts of rural Wisconsin just the state of rural Wisconsin, just Thank wrapped you. up in a one. I'll take it. You're a good dude, and you can probably drive a John Deere tractor. I I, I can there drive we a tractor, not well. My point, but <laughs> I can do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wait, yeah. Okay. So, hey, we're back. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we got Jake on here, Jake. Uh, You were on once before. I was. To talk about uh, the Apollo program. Yes. Which was super interesting. And I have to say, I still feel really proud of myself because I did a smart about when it comes to orbital paths. Mm -hmm. Because uh, we were talking about orbital paths and you said something to the effect of like, well, you have to either get in lower orbit to go fast. Or I figured out that you need to go in lower orbit to go faster. And I, I feel like that should be pretty well-known, but I was really proud of myself that I figured it out. All right? So,
2: when I'm info-dumping on people about uh, uh, about that, uh, that is that is uh, like a fun trick question I like to throw in, and, and normally people don't get that, and you did.
0: Yeah, bitches! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking check me out!
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys are sorry. so smart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, lucky is more like it. Anyway, hey, so, yeah, you were on to talk about the Apollo program. It was a lot of fun. It was great. It was super informative. Yeah. But today, because we you touched a little bit on some of uh the rocket propulsion systems you wanted to dive a little bit deeper into rocket propulsion systems
2: right so with when we were talking about like the apollo program and and like the saturn V rocket you know that's very much like the past that's what it got us really really kind of moving uh this is more talking about what uh what the future holds for us as far as you know things we might see in rocket propulsion uh uh uh, technology and I, I some of these are uh, more I think more realistic than others uh, but some of them are just too cool not to not to mention. so
0: yeah before you do that I just uh, I, you probably did this in the Apollo one I, I haven't really listened but it's all right, let's go can you explain like, Rocket stuff to me like I'm five. Could you give me like uh, like kindergartner like base level before you dip into the future stuff?
1: I mean, yeah. I, I laugh so, but same yeah. yeah, Right. I
0: mean it, what it is, is it, rocket? How do go room in space? Well uh, thankfully <laughs>
2: like it is I I still think there is a like a toddler working in in At, at the jet propulsion lab sure like uh, just going Hey, what if? Yeah. Hey, what if? I'm like, "Ah, no, write that one down. Isn't that mostly Uh,
0: science? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, Because you need that first perspective. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's just make explosion happen behind you, go faster.
0: Room, yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay.
1: (laughs) Nice. Um. Now, uh, do you, because uh, we were going to talk a little bit, I think. I, I was still planning to have you on to talk uh, KSP, too, because you uh, love, uh, from what I understand, you really enjoy that game.
2: I do, yeah. Uh,
1: now, for anybody who's not familiar, well, Jay, give us a taste of what KSP is.
2: So, uh, uh, I talked about it, too, a little bit in the, the, the Apollo episode, but yes. KSP is a, a uh, it's a rocket building uh, and sort of like orbital dynamics Simulator, It just played, like, the, like, little green minion dudes. It's kind of what got me, like, really, really sort of, like... uh, It very much reignited my my childhood love of of all things NASA and, you know, wanting to be an astronaut as a kid.
0: Space shit. Exactly.
2: Um, It did a very good job of of sort of reigniting that. But it lets you you just... uh, these, These fun little fucking green minion guys who just love what they're doing, you build them a rocket and send them up to the moon or to mars or what have you or whatever the game's allegory for those planets is um but the uh uh uh, they're actually coming out with the second one next year which i'm very very excited for uh that is gonna have uh multiplayer so i'm gonna force uh, probably the both of you to also buy it so that I can, uh, I have somebody to play with. Well,
0: I'm going to lose. I suicided my men in a game of risk because it took too long. You know like, <laughs> I,
1: I do actually have it because after sure, it wasn't long after we recorded that um, on steam, I noticed that it was like 50% off or some shit. And I'm Ooh. like, I'm going to oh, buy yeah. that. So I bought it. Yeah. It and, goes on
2: sale. A, uh, it goes on sale a ton too. So like if, if, you know, listeners, if you're looking for something to, to play and sink some hours into, like, just wait for it to come on sale because it will. And it's 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 a very good
1: time. Sink. It, it's very intensive. It's I will say it is intensive because, I mean, I was just working on trying to get through the tutorial and I'm like, there's a lot. But, <laughs> I mean, but if you want to get into it, it seems like there's a whole lot like you can really you could. Re- it's. I feel like it's like Minecraft, where you can almost make it as much as you want it to. Yeah. Am, am I wrong?
2: Yeah. You kind of decide your level of involvement. Okay. Um, but it's also like, this This is also a game where there is, there is absolutely no shame looking up just like a YouTube tutorial on getting started. Because the, the, the stuff they give you in like the, the career mode missions to kind of get you going... Uh, it just it just doesn't do what you want it to it's, okay. it's just a little too dense okay um but it's uh uh but there are some really really good like uh uh like Matt for for example comes uh comes to mind is like some really good starter series uh to kind of get you started in the game um but uh, uh yeah if once you once you sort of hit that uh, like that first hurdle of like getting something up into space and then getting it into a stable orbit and realizing what that means and then uh you know doing your first uh exit burn and and reentry burn uh, like every time you hit one of those hor- hurdles and are able to do it successfully and able to pull it off without blowing your little guys up uh <laughs> is uh, uh really really rewarding in a way that uh uh i think most
1: things aren't sure so okay no i i can kind of see that that's yeah like i'm on board because even you just talking about how like you reach those different milestones kind of got me excited i'm like i wonder if i could actually do that and i'm sure i could but mm-hmm. it's just like it's a matter of me sitting down and doing it but we didn't totally come on here to talk about that give us give us a brief yeah rundown. so we're we, talking about rockets, we're yeah, talking we, about now, rockets.
0: we rockets. we now we now know what rockets are as told like uh somebody would be explaining it to a five-year-old so i think i'm ready for the big stuff now I mean, okay just just hit me with that <laughs> physics so, uh, like physics me babe yeah right now oh, what
2: we're uh, uh so what we're really kind of talking about here are these uh these these uh, propulsion concepts uh that may or may not work uh in some cases they we already know that they work they just like we just haven't got to the point where they're efficient enough to be useful um in other cases, this is this is all theory, right? Um, cool. But it's the the theory technically should work. It's just a matter, of, you know, making sure our material science is is up to stuff enough, uh, enough to where we can actually put this in action. Uh, but to give you a current uh, idea, like what we use right now are chemical rockets, right? What yeah. you're doing is you're mixing together uh, uh, fuel, air, and uh, uh, ignition, and mm-hmm. You know causing that then that uh uh that propellant then to uh heat and expand behind you and push you forward right um that's all you're ever really trying to do uh as right now that comes in two modes there's a uh there's liquid fuel rockets which use you know liquid hydrogen and liquid oxygen uh, mixes them together and ignites that Um, and then we also have solid fuel rockets which is like what you would get on the um on the space shuttle those big solid fuel rocket boosters that oh, you yeah, yeah. off the side yeah 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 right all oh, the
0: ones that look sweet as hell exactly
2: <laughs> um, and really those are those are just like a big bottle rocket it's all solid fuel you light it it uh uh it goes
0: where until it's out. where does the coke and mentos go
2: or is that uh, is that the air the th- okay yeah <laughs> we put that in the top okay um god damn it but like, yeah, they go until they're done. You, you literally light them. there's no throttle, there's no there's no way to control like how much thrust you're giving. You yeah. just light it and go, uh, and then they fall off um, when they're done. but uh, yeah, so then this is sort of like the idea. in some cases we're branching away from that. in some cases we're just making small changes to that concept. Uh, but if it's a uh, 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 I've got a few cases here where uh. Really, what it's doing is it's uh, taking those concepts and uh, uh, really kind of flipping them on their head, either by uh, making, it, uh, uh, making it nuclear, which is always a fun way to go. Right. Uh, <laughs> or by going completely bonkers, and you'll kind of see what I mean.
0: So nuclear isn't the bonkers option?
2: No. Oh, hell right yeah. Now, uh, which is nuclear right now is the safe option.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so let's, can we, can you, die for how much you know, because uh, again, I don't expect you to be an expert on the subject, uh, but much like any of us, a fan of the subject, um, what it, how would a nuclear engine work precisely? Because obviously we use, we have nuclear engines, obviously on submarines and whatever else, but those seem to work mostly off of like steam power and, you know, things like that. So how in the you can't use steam or could you
0: question mark
1: i, I am so
2: glad you asked that <laughs> uh,
0: because you're right you're not using. you're not
2: using steam but the, the 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 concept is still there all you're trying to do really with your uh nuclear reaction whether or not that is uh this is in the case of a fission reaction, which is, you know, what we mm-hmm. normally these are uh, uh uh splitting atoms apart uh to uh, eject off that that weak nuclear force. That weak no, nuclear force uh leaves the atomic structure as energy generates heat, and you can use that heat, uh, in the case of a submarine, to boil water, uh, which you then can use to turn a turbine, right? Or in a nuclear power plant. Uh or in case you let that uh let that heat run away and uh explode in the case of a bomb right right um but in this you're using that heat to ignite your uh your propellant so you still have a fuel you still have a a a thing that you're heating then expanding and then shooting out the back of a rocket interesting right uh but unlike with a traditional chemical rocket where you're, you have to have hydrogen and you have to have oxygen because the hydrogen's not gonna ignite without the oxygen, right? Right. you gotta mix those together. This, you don't need that, you just need a one chemical propellant that you can heat up, then it's gonna expand and it's gonna eject out the back uh, and that's what's gonna push you forward. So it allows you, yeah, it allows you to use a, a fuel so much more efficiently, mm-hmm. uh, so you can have, uh, y- you can get a lot more thrust out of much less fuel because you have this addition of uh, this other separate uh, uh, part uh, that is then providing the actual heat and the ignition.
1: So why do you think, uh, or do you know why we haven't gone that route or why nobody has gone that route? I shouldn't say we, but why anybody? I I guess we as a species uh, going voyaging to the stars. We as the
0: human race. (laughs) The human
1: race. Why why has the human race not yet (laughs) used nuclear energy in order to reach space.
2: So, uh, there's two great reasons for it uh, and two equally dangerous reasons. Oh, good. Uh, Radiation and President Richard Nixon.
0: Okay. Oh wow. I was gonna be like, oh well, the radiation explains. I was gonna ask what the pollution standpoint to that is, because that doesn't sound very eco-friendly. I mean, but then you said Nixon, and I was like, no, fuck that. I want to know more about Nixon. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) So uh, Nixon scrap. It was
2: originally a project uh, that was that was talked about uh, for uh, things like the, and and I apologize. I had it right here. That's all right. Ah, uh, here we go. Uh but it was called the Nerva engine. It was it stands for N- nuclear engine uh for rocket vehicle application.
0: Ooh. Oh, that's from Evangelion. Well, not from okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Going. <laughs>
2: no, no, that's okay. I... Um,
0: Giant robots.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It, it's like as far as your you know, you wouldn't want to use this in an atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, but Using it in space, there's already so much radiation that this is a uh, drop in the bucket. All right. Um, space is, uh, uh, when they talk about space being empty, that is mostly true, um, except that it's not. Most of deep space, you tend to get like. You it's tend true to get,
0: except for when it isn't? Yeah.
2: Uh, which is most things, I think. Um, But it's a a, a, when you talk about like deep space being completely empty, you're still averaging about like three particles per meter. So like think of every cubic meter of empty space in that cubic meter, there's three particles doing their thing on average, right? Yeah, yeah. So just little bits of stuff, and usually that stuff is just background radiation. Okay. So when astronauts are you know on the shuttle or you know. say that shuttle, shuttle programmers retired but like up on ISS or you know uh in the dragon capsule or what have you yeah uh they're already being bathed with radiation and so much of what they're uh they're trying to do so much of what makes uh uh you know any i, I think any spacefaring vessel hard to make is trying to shield against that radiation mm-hmm. um and that's that's kind of a big point that it's uh uh Difficult to make because because now you're trying to shield against a source of radiation that is your ship. Um,
0: Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Did you know this is this is fun fact time? On the ISS, there is a giant mechanical robot arm that will do repairs and whatnot. And not only is it Canadian, but it is called the Canadarm.
2: <laughs> I did know that. You no. I do. You
0: are making. No, no I am one hundred no yes. Roberta Bondar and the Canadarm. That's what Canada has to fucking <laughs> offer, <damn> dude. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I'm not mad. I'm just like. Yeah, because like, it's perfect. But yep. then I guess it, there is a ship called Bodie McBoatface. So, I mean, you know, it could be worse. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and it should be named Bodie McBoatface because that's the best name for a boat ever. Yeah, you um, Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I'm a big fan of uh, uh, Chris Hatfield as well. So, like. Yeah, I mean, Chris I mean, Hatfield fucks. IS. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he uh because uh, i follow him on instagram and he's great so if you get the chance it, if you don't already follow, uh, follow colonel chris hatfield on, on instagram i recommend it uh just awesome astronaut also great content producer because he he'll talk about uh uh anytime he brings up the iss if the canada arm even shows up at any point. in like, "That was made in Canada." Yeah, that was Canadian. Um. Yeah, that was Canadian.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, it
1: has to make a point. Yeah. That. Any awesome. man
0: who does an acoustic version of "Space Oddity" by Bowie, like on the International Space station, <laughs> station, and films him, is just like, "And you're Canadian." Nah. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to talking about fuel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, so, so yeah. So, so the problem was, the ships. Are already in space radiation everywhere it's bad just so much humans don't do so well obviously with radiation or any organic material for that matter does not real well with radiation so now the the challenge is okay it's everywhere in space but it's also trying to get us somewhere it's right behind us
2: yeah so you have to you have to find a way to like effectively shield against that And, and because it was never put into practice we don't actually know, like, what the long-term effects of it would be. Like, oh. if you're able to, uh, it, was, it was something, it was theorized, but it was actually built uh, in the 60s and 70s. It's not a hard thing to make. We, we understand how it works. We can build it if we want. We just haven't, right? Um, but the idea was that you could, you could use this to make a much more efficient rocket motor uh, to drive. So, you can have much longer burns... Uh, uh, in order to change your, uh, uh, you know, change the amount of uh, 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 change your velocity in any given direction, which I think I talked about in uh, the last episode that it was on, where it, it's all about contributing to this concept of delta v, which is the delta symbol uh, and then v meaning velocity. So it describes your change oh. in velocity, right? Okay. So all you're ever trying to do in space with a rocket motor is change your velocity in any one given direction oh yep, yep. sure uh because you have to change you you, you know you can't you got to steer exactly yeah <laughs> and when you're uh <laughs> y- yeah when you when you fire your <laughs> rocket motor in any any one direction that's where you're going now yeah uh, and until you apply an equal and opposite force to that to stop you um, if you're
0: not in space it, it push, push you, you back. backwards
2: um exactly <laughs> uh <laughs> Man, it just sorry <laughs> just just hopping around the cosmos uh, by uh, propulsed by hot ropes
1: her uh-huh. <laughs> just just cr- wiggle
0: just crank it just i think oh that's at the end of the day i think that's the most efficient fuel source okay <laughs>
1: just, no you're so it. dehydrated <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, fuck, fuck radiation i'm dehydrated so wait, give, nine, give me your Gatorade. You're going 90% the speed of light, but you were just a husk.
0: <laughs> I've gone <called> so much, <laughs> I'm going to die. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the human equivalent of an empty tube of
1: toothpaste. That's like <laughs>
0: We gotta press them out. We oh my god! Oh my god!
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. Bringing it back. Okay. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> after that hard, hard turn. Hard, come on! Come on! Stop it over there. No, you. So oh, okay. Oh,
2: thank you because I was getting very boring.
1: I appreciate that. No. <laughs> Okay, so what's so what's the Nixon? I'm curious. Yeah. I need to know the Nixon aspect. So we so we understand that it's it's it could be potentially dangerous right. for the passengers and even possibly for the unknown outcomes. Uh, of, Which makes of, sense. Yeah, like
0: I can see them being like, "Hey, <laughs> but Nixon, do yeah. know.
1: what yeah, the so fuck? I
2: I think really it just comes down to like that uh, the idea of, of trying to save money because it was it was originally conceptualized as a way to get us. To Mars, because we were already talking about going to Mars oh, okay. at that time, uh still haven't done it
0: got to beat the ruskies right
2: right, uh, but uh, you know we met it to the moon, and then they kind of like, okay, fine, fine, I guess whatever, uh, yeah, <laughs> guess you goes win this one, but uh Kick the dirt <laughs> <laughs> Take my ball go home. Um, America. But yeah, it was, the, it was originally concepted as a way for us to perform those long burns to get us to Mars and then get us into a, you know, an entry orbit. Uh, because getting there isn't hard necessarily. It's having enough fuel then to slow down once you get there to enter into an orbit and then uh, be able to get back home. Uh,
0: that's an important part of anything in space, I think. Right, ideally being yeah. able to fucking leave.
2: <laughs> <laughs> want to be able to get back. Um, but that like comes to an interesting. Uh, I think that's a good segue too with the uh, um, uh, with trying able to get back. One benefit that we have right now with modern chemical rockets, like I said, they they currently use hydrogen and oxygen which is just water. You put that together and uh, you know, you have to put it together to ignite it, but pretty much any other case where you put it together, you're getting water, which means if you can find water somewhere, you can make that into rocket fuel. Uh,
0: That's incredible. I did not know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So what you have to do is you just have to split up that molecule, that H2O, into its oh. hydrogen and oxygen, and then, you know. There's uh, the
0: catch. Yeah. <laughs>
2: which we can do that. Um, it's not super easy, but the technology exists. We just have to figure out how to get it there. Sure. Uh, but you know, you plant a nice uh, 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 fuel manufacturing station on on one of the polar ice caps and start uh, mining up water. You can make uh, you can refuel and come back. Wow.
1: Okay. So now, what are the? I I feel like those were both cons. So what what were the? Because you said there were like. Two goods and two bads.
0: Well, It goes further, right? So,
2: yeah. So with the uh, so with the nuclear uh, uh, option, there, like I said, you can use your fuel much more efficiently, so you can make much longer burns. Uh, the only trouble is, like at least you know, with this, depending on the size of the motor that you actually produce, your 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 impulse, the 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 thrust to weight ratio, so the amount of thrust you're getting versus the amount of weight you're trying to push with that thrust, yeah, would be fairly low to what you know would be compared to a regular
1: uh oh okay
2: what is a modern uh uh chemical motor but uh like i said you would be able to get a lot more bang for your buck fuel wise sure uh it would just take longer to burn fair of
1: course okay yeah, yeah. okay so interesting so that's the alternative one of the <clears throat> alternatives um is there another alternative or do we get to go to the bat shit crazy theory motors now. So,
0: I know nothing about science. This is already bad shit to me.
1: Right.
2: <laughs>
0: like, I do want that on the record. Uh, yeah, all of this I'm is working bad with shit. nothing.
2: Um, this was a, so this is also a case of, uh, that's fission. That is the one thing that, like, we can make that one right now, right today. Uh, the rest of these start to get a little bonkers because we've talked about fission, now we could talk about fusion, where we're smashing atoms together. Yeah. Uh, Uh, building up a big old plasma ball and using
1: that. uh...
0: making them kiss. Yeah, you make them. Oh, no, they
1: bang. Oh, they bang.
0: Oh, they (laughs) they... (laughs) fucking. That's what fusion is.
1: Sweet little nucleus kiss.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When we talk about uh, like... uh, uh, nuclear fusion, we're talking about, you know, heating up atoms to the, the point, or heating up your fuel to the point where the, the it becomes plasma, the, the electron cloud is stripped away from the atom, they're flying all over the place, then you can actually smash your, your nucleuses together. Uh, usually, smash it, 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 take a deuterium, which is a type of hydrogen, uh, just hydrogen with an extra neutron, smash those together, you make helium. Uh, and that helium then is, is, uh, uh, uh cools down You keep doing that, but that those extra neutrons that get ejected, they then create heat and get ejected out the back and that's your propulsion. So you can keep doing that for a long time. Trouble is, <laughs> is heat management. Like that's going to heat up really, really quickly. And in space, there's really no way to effectively cool something down. Really? So yeah, we think of, of space as being very very cold. Yeah. yeah. But space isn't anything. There aren't when I talked about like that three particles per meter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If those particles were still and then it would be cold, but there isn't anything to transfer that heat to. Other than say that three particles per meter.
1: Okay.
2: So what you what you have to do is uh, at least when you see it, you'll see it on ISS too. You'll see those big radiator fins. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's the uh, there's the solar panels and then there's the radiator fins. And the reason why those radiator fins have to be so big is because that's how that ejects heat. Because you have Ooh, to
1: okay. exactly.
2: That has to bring the heat off of the craft uh, out to these fins and then those fins have to hit enough stuff in order to transfer Transfer off that thermal energy.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. This is kind of blowing my mind. Yeah. I mean, everything that I've ever seen ever, like, read, ever witnessed has always been like you go into space, you instantly turn into an ice cube, and then it's just over. So I'm like
0: I think we've all seen, yeah, we've all (laughs) seen that episode of the Magic School Bus where Arnold takes (laughs) off his helmet and then immediately turns into ice. Exactly.
1: Right. So so to hear about like, well, Heating's a bit of an issue in space. I'm like, ex- fucking what? No, that you're a That's liar, the opposite, I'm calling Jake. you bullshit. But like, no, that totally makes sense. That just yeah. that kind of blows my mind. But also, I suppose to the same degree, we're talking about a level of of sort of atomic reaction um, that is. Probably really fucking hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So when you think about it, like the sun itself is a big old fusion reaction. That's what it is. Yes. It's just a big self-contained fusion reaction. And it right.
0: is hot. Exactly. I'm onto something. Yes. <laughs>
2: right. I'm proud of you. Woo! Nice job. Um, <laughs>
0: crack the code, guys.
2: <laughs> but the neat part about that is the sun is very hot. It takes even more heat energy to make a smaller one. What? I Exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: so the reason why is because this. so the sun being so big can rely on gravity right. to create the pressure necessary to maintain uh, plasma okay when you do that at a smaller scale you don't have the, the, the mass or the density to supply the gravity to do that so you have to rely on more heat you have to keep adding heat to it hmm. uh, and usually the way that's maintained is is through uh, uh electromagnets um they use a, a lot of fusion reactors uh and some of the fusion reactors they talk about here use what's called a tokamak reactor and what a tokamak is is uh, just think about it like a donut uh that in the middle of the donut you're holding this ball of plasma you're just holding it there by magnets Jesus. The way, yeah the way it's often described is like trying to Trying to make a, uh, a statue out of jelly using only rubber bands to steer the jelly.
1: Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Hey, that sounds safe. That yeah. sounds really good. That yeah, makes me normal. Su- super comfortable. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Super comfortable. Uh, But it also surprised you to learn that that's safer than a fission reaction.
1: I don't like
0: anything you're talking about right now. Yeah, like by the end of this podcast, I'm going to come back with so much like dread. (laughs) like Not the existential kind. I'm just going to be like, anything we do is fucking dangerous. (laughs) Hey guys, I don't like science anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Fuck stars. (laughs) Fuck fuck stars. Fuck stars. Space sucks.
2: (laughs) But also, like... You know, keep in mind then, because this, this takes so much energy to maintain, uh, all you have to do is shut off, like if something ever starts going wrong, you just shut off the magnets and then the reaction oh, can, uh, expands and, and cools. Oh. Okay. And the reaction stops.
1: Uh, that's a good fail safe, I suppose. Yeah. To the, okay. An off switch? <laughs> so it can't, it can't melt
2: down or get a carried away chain reaction the way that like a fission reaction would, the way that your your Chernobyl's uh, yeah. would. Uh, so, because as soon as as soon as soon the, the mechanisms in place that are keeping that reaction in, as soon as they shut off, that plasma has nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just condenses.
0: So it's safer yes okay
2: it's easier to it's easier to pull the plug on okay if, if stuff starts going wrong
1: so jake here's my question yes how in the fuck do you know all this
0: yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> this can't uh, all be from kerbals you bitch you know honestly it was uh
2: uh i started uh I think I started at Kerbals and that was like, this is dopamine. Let's follow that. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, so this was, this is uh, just ADHD info. Benching. I'm going to, I'm
0: going what... to hyper-focus. It's <laughs> so exactly. bad right now. That's right. a mood. That's really
1: interesting that, I mean, it's super cool. I just, I always expect somebody, you know, there's, there's that old saying that, you know, somebody knows something that you don't. But Jake, what the fuck, man? I mean, you know for real?
0: several things that I don't. Like this this is so
2: <laughs> I need to be very clear. None of this is useful information to have. What are you talking I'm about? I'm sorry. No. You just blew two <laughs> people's it, minds. That's not I am useful. I'm good on a podcast and at Pub Trivia. Those are the only two places <laughs> I'm ever useful.
0: <laughs> That's the Venn diagram of this podcast. <laughs> so
1: i guess i guess that's a good plug at least for this pod podcast hey yeah. want to be good at pub trivia just listen to this podcast yeah, you'll be you all go. right
0: <laughs> <laughs> jake's got you covered in the fucking
1: space like category. like literally if if this ep- if i didn't already name the episodes what they were about that would literally be the name or the title of this po- of this episode it was like want to be good at want to be good at pub trivia listen to these podcasts yes. fucking hell okay so that was one of. Well, is there another bonkers? Another yeah. How, many, bonkers how many
0: batshit ones? Yeah. How many batshit? I've got a couple good
2: batshit ones. So let's, there's a. Let's uh,
1: fucking keep it rolling, man. Do
0: we want to throw talk down to... the batshit gauntlet? I'm my fucking. Friend. I'm buzzing. I'm ready. Okay. I don't know what's happening. Can we talk I...
1: about Project Orion? Can we
2: please?
0: Yeah. The, yeah. Is that even a question? The answer is on Orion's belt from Men in Black. That's the only like. That's the only thing I know, and it's like a constellation. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs>
2: so. uh... Then prepare to know a third. Ooh. Uh, because Project Orion uh, was a study uh, uh, conducted in the 50s and 60s uh, (sighs) by the U.S. Air Force, Darsa, and NASA. Uh, Hold
0: hold on. What's Darsa?
2: DARPA. Sorry. Oh. DARPA. Sorry. Um, But thank you. Uh, The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency.
1: I know I heard that name before, I, but I couldn't. I, the the acronym escaped me.
0: I thought it was from Lost. Oh, I'm thinking of Dharma. I'm sorry. Continue. Sorry, no, right. okay. Jeez I was Christ. thinking of
1: Dharma and Greg.
0: There we go. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> Dharma and Greg. <laughs> that's, all, that's all. That's
2: all that sounds. Dharma and Greg. Dharma. Dharma. Um, but this was an entire propulsion system devised behind the idea of carrying. A ton of nuclear weapons with you. Okay. Yes. And yes detonating them behind your ship. Okay. To I make feel, you go
0: faster. I ah. feel like if you just thought about that for like five seconds, <laughs> you would be I'm, like, maybe this sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I do use I use bunny quotes a bunny uh bunny propulsion <laughs> Wow <laughs> sorry everyone anyway this is the most batshit crazy propulsion system that I had heard I'm like when I first read about it I was like there's no way they actually gave this serious consideration because I'm right. like what a, what the fuck are you doing but anyways Go on,
2: but yeah, the the whole idea is that you uh, your your ship, uh, your 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 module uh, that you're actually containing. You know, you have a habitation module, uh, but then you have this giant store of uh, nuclear devices that sit on back of a giant ceramic plate, essentially a big a big shield, and that shield opens up and it poops out a nuclear device. Wait a little bit for it to get far enough away, and then it detonates it. And that pushes you forward.
0: Is this the space equivalent of a rocket jump from, like, Quake? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh,
2: It is almost exactly that, right? That is
0: fucking rad as hell. I take it back. I take it back. It doesn't (laughs) suck. It rules now. (laughs) (laughs)
2: My immediate thought everything I go to is, like, the, like, bomb jumping, uh, uh, Glitch in Breath of the Wild where you would yeah. like use that to speedrun. Some
0: real think, Metroid shit going exactly. on.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what any of you two just referenced. I'm just <laughs> I'm just happy that I was able to reference a book. But anyways.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: No, like, I'm kind of sad because I want to know what the hell this Quake... Uh, I, I want to know what the hell you guys are going on about. Right, but. so
2: you, you jump up and then you fire a rocket at the ground and it makes you jump higher.
1: Yeah. Oh!
0: It hurts yeah. you, but and, you go pew! Oh, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. I'm on the level now. Thank you for bringing me to speed.
0: No problem. You would rocket jumped. It, yeah, is what you just said. We ro- we rocket jumped you.
1: Oh, to the point. To the point.
2: <laughs> Thank you. But yes, uh, you, you, it just poops out these little. I'm 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 only using that verb for this because that's all I, I would, can think of in my head. Isn't I would, it? I would no, prefer nothing right. else. Yeah, right. you're right. <laughs> poops out these uh, tiny little uh, 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 d- atomic devices. Uh, detonates them, and that pushes you forward. You keep doing that until you reach the... Excuse me. Until you accelerate to the point where you want to be at. You then just, uh, um, you know, make sure you've already fired yourself in the direction you want to be going to catch up with whatever orbital body you're trying to hit. And then about halfway there, you turn around and you start pooping them out the other way to slow down.
0: That's fucking rad. Yeah. How do you turn around in space? Because it's... So
2: most modern spacecrafts use uh, uh, what's called an RCS or a reactionary control system. Oh, okay. Or a rotational control system, but it's it's just like tiny little thrusters that, like, if you ever see like a, like on a uh, uh, an astronaut will have one of those backpacks that just does the like ch- little puffs. Ch-
0: thing. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: exactly. Uh, that's what that is. Okay. So that you can you can turn a whole ship with that. Um, Uh, Some other uh, uh, some other smaller like satellites and things will use reaction wheels uh, Which is the thing in your uh, PlayStation controller that makes it vibrate. So it's the uh, you have reaction wheels in uh, I I would say honestly the most uh, Most things that vibrate use reaction wheels to do that. It's just a weighted wheel sure, Uh, but when you're doing so in a uh, uh, An environment that's free of orientation uh, You can use that to turn uh, uh interesting yeah a craft That's the trouble cool. is yeah the only trouble with those is that if you uh, uh if you use it too much your momentum gets saturated and then it you're moving relative to yourself so it no longer
1: works okay so we got silly ass nuclear poops yeah we got
0: we got pooping rocket jumps what else we got on that bad list of yours i'd uh, like to talk
2: to you guys about the kugel blitz
0: <laughs> the what
2: the Kugelblitz. Okay, spell it without looking. And then nope. say it one more that's time. A, I, I absolutely can. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kugelblitz, K-U-G-E-L-B-L-I-T-Z. Okay. Uh, is is a spacecraft that's powered by a black hole.
1: <laughs> oh, now we're getting into event horizon type shit.
2: Exactly. Right. It, it's it's very much that uh, the, the case of like, you just take a, a massive. Whatever you can most easily condense down past its uh, Schwarzschild radius, which mm-hmm. so every piece of matter in the universe has a Schwarzschild radius. Which that is, is uh, thank you. It, it is the radius at which, if you condense it down, if you condense a piece of matter down past that, is where it becomes a singularity.
0: So we're all black, we all have the ability to become black holes. Yes. Fuck, that's inspiring. (laughs) I'm gonna become a void of nothingness. See you later. Be the singularity
2: you want to see in the world. (laughs) Yeah, Um, in the universe. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Fun fact: the Earth's Schwarzschild radius about the size of a basketball. So, So if
0: we shrink the Earth to the size of a basketball, we and become black hole. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but, so you take a, yeah, you take whatever uh, uh, amount of matter you can to shrink it down or, or condense it down past the Schwarzschild radius, whether or not that be with, you know, uh, 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 usually magnets uh, or just intense heat uh, or lasers uh, to be able to heat it and condense, heat it and condense, heat it and condense, and keep doing that until it breaks uh, and, and uh, creates that well in space-time. Um Because as it does that, that matter can no longer, because it's past the event horizon, it can no longer be causally effective with anything outside of that event horizon, right? No no event that can occur within that, that space uh, can be causally linked with anything occurring outside. So that matter stops existing. Uh, According to the rest of the universe, at least in that case, right? So that starts evaporating and giving off a ton of Hawking radiation, and that Hawking radiation, you can then use as propellant. Okay. Uh, You that those are named
0: after Stephen Hawking. I'm assuming. Right. Okay.
2: Um, Are you causing bad audio? Is that what you're doing?
1: She's doing great. She can do no bad. She's
0: gonna turn into a black hole (laughs) right now.
2: But yeah, the uh, she she always looks like it. It's because she's dense. <laughs> um, but the uh, but yeah, as soon as you can create that uh, that uh, tiny little black hole, it's going to give off a ton of Hawking radiation, and that is uh, you, you just have to point that in a direction, and you go the opposite.
0: What happens to it when you like ditch it? Does it just remain? Well, eventually, just sucking everything up, like. Oh.
2: I think that's kind of a, that's a good question because it's a, uh, eventually it'll evaporate. Uh, there's a, there's a theory that miniature black holes happen all the time uh, yeah. at a, at a quantum level. Really? And, and it's, yeah, it's just to the point where it's, they're, they're fractions of a second because they pop into existence, they condense down to a point where they become a black hole, pop into existence, and then immediately evaporate.
0: That's cool as hell. Um, <laughs>
2: One is uh, they've never been observed. Uh, At least I don't think so. Uh,
1: I feel like recently I saw something where uh, it was either a miniature black hole was created for the first time, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. um, purposefully, or it was observed. Like within a lab. Well, of course, I suppose that would kind of be... That sounds
0: like something I read, but I don't know if my mind is just tricking me. (laughs) I
1: I think it was one of those facts where I'm like, well, yeah, duh, of course we're doing that, because why not try to put, I don't know, the space-time continuum at risk for everything, because...
0: Why we're are, we're already in the bad universe. I, we might Exactly. start hopping. You know. Like, <laughs> I wonder if that was it. it was like yeah.
1: like we're, there's already just so much ex- existential dread. Can't going get on any right worse, man. Right. Let's well, go. <laughs> of course, we're creating a black hole. Let's just let it ride. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I think that that makes it. That might have been a thing they did at CERN, but like, there's a. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of misconceptions about black holes, or at least how we understand them i I think how like the general public understands what they are uh one misunderstanding about them is they're not they're not vacuum cleaners like they don't suddenly become much more gravitationally uh uh intense than they were before they they uh, uh, you know condensed down uh, so i uh, I think a point that that was that was made to me that sort of like put it in picture was if the sun just very suddenly turned into a black hole we wouldn't go anywhere we would stay put because the sun still even though it's uh, even though that mass is occupying a much smaller space yeah it's still the same amount of mass inside of that event horizon than the sun was so you're not changing anything about the amount of mass that is has that gravitational effect. Just the, that large amount of mass is now uh, uh,
1: a very tiny.
2: Yeah, pers- occupying a very tiny space. Basketball. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we would freeze to death. Uh, but other naturally. than that. Yeah,
0: like we would die from like 5 million other things, right. but that wouldn't yeah. be one of them. No. Exactly.
2: Uh, but yeah, we wouldn't be sucked into it or anything like that.
1: Okay. So what do you think is the likelihood, or how close do you think we are to actually being able to? Realistically, create a black hole powered engine.
2: I, I, I think conservatively. Like I, I think this is still you know hundreds of years off. So oh.
0: not in our lifetime. But
2: uh, yeah, I don't think so. But then again, you know, I'm. Uh, if we make it, <laughs> I think it would be happily uh, proven wrong if it were a case where we just had some sort of like. Giant breakthrough in material science where we were suddenly able to make magnetic containment a million times more efficient. Sure. Uh, you know, something like that to where we could, that then becomes much more real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where we can create something like a particle accelerator uh, at a scale that makes sense because that's really what you would need to create one of uh, a black hole of this size or a size that would be any effective, it's
1: Fucking wild. I'm
0: yeah. well, sorry. That's bananas to me.
1: It is super bananas. Batchet bananas. Um, okay. So we've talked about basically where they've come, what we're currently using, because we're still using basically solid fuel rockets, mm-hmm. more or less. Okay. Um, what what would you say is probably your favorite, uh, uh, not fuel type, but... Rocket engine that has yeah. been used. Yeah.
0: Like, which one do you find like the most fascinating? Yeah.
2: I think right now, the most, uh, uh, like practically fascinating to me mm-hmm. is the idea of a, a, an aerospike engine.
1: A what? A what now?
2: So, an aerospike engine, right now, it, it and keep in mind this is not a a crazy concept like they have them they're just not in use and there's some there's some different reasons why they're not really in use okay uh but one of the difficulties that we have right now and the reason why we have to have uh, the reason why we have so many multi-stage uh rockets why all of our rockets are multi-stage yeah is because a rocket motor the bell size for a rocket motor that works at sea level isn't going to have the same efficiency at uh, the top of the atmosphere or in a vacuum. Right? Right. So you have to change uh, the width of the engine bell right. that comes off. So a wider bell is typically more efficient in a vacuum or a low pressure environment. Okay. Uh, an aerospike negates that. An aerospike uh, uh, you'll see them a couple different ways. That There's like a toroidal aerospike uh, or a bell aerospike, but what they do is they invert that. So instead of instead of uh, uh, pushing your thrust over the inside of an engine bell, yeah, yeah, what you're doing is you're pushing your thrust to an inverted cone. Sure. So you're pushing your thrust over a cone and then down. And what you're doing is you're relying on the existing atmospheric pressure to determine whatever the size of your plume needs to be. So okay. you're letting, okay. yeah, you're letting your atmospheric pressure fight itself rather than trying to fight it with, uh, uh, rather than trying to direct it with the the plume of an engine bell. Huh? If that makes sense.
1: A L- little bit. Yeah, so yeah.
2: It lets you use it, it, and the benefit of which is that it's a it's a any use case scenario rocket motor, like you can you can use the same rocket motor at sea level that you could in, in space and it works. Hmm.
1: That's cool. Is it just a matter of how much fuel you use? So you don't have to change, like you were saying the bell type or anything. It's literally just a matter of the force or how much you use.
2: Uh, correct. Yeah. You're, you're, um, you don't even necessarily have to use any more fuel than you would, uh, with, or, you know, it wouldn't be any less efficient, uh, than a regular one would. Um, but you can rely on that existing atmospheric pressure to determine what the size of your plume is. Uh, the problem with it is cooling, because again, again, yep.
0: it's the fucking the magic school bus lied to us with Arnold,
2: right? Because uh, your biggest problem is that like you're you have either this aerospike, this this toroidal spike that comes down, um, or you have a bell. But that bell constantly has rocket exhaust fired over the top of it. Yeah. So it heats up really, really quickly, and you have to find a way to get rid of that heat. Uh, and unfortunately, yeah, in space there isn't really a whole whole lot of places to put it.
0: <laughs> space is full of shit. All
1: right? Man, they just need an AC unit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just cool that sucker down. I have a question for you. So, in all, in, um, so you're you're a sci-fi fan. Yes. Yeah. In all of the like sci fi stuff, you've like comics, books, video games, whatever. What is the coolest like w- to you, what is the coolest like way that ships go? Like is it Star Trek's Dilithium crystals? Is it Star Wars's whatever they use? Is it oh, yeah, Battlestar Galactica's little putt putt things? Like
2: <laughs> I honestly think that like uh, you know, if we're going to old school star uh, Star Trek as far as I think Star Trek is probably the if we ever get to faster than light travel, I think it will look more like Star Trek than anything else. But what do you want it to look? Um,
0: <laughs> like what's the one that's just like, yeah, There's, I, I that want that. it I wanted
2: to look like Star Trek because Star Trek is is uh 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 riding around space in a spa, but uh, <laughs> Well, you're
0: not wrong though. The coolest yeah, yeah. one
2: in my opinion though. <laughs> the coolest one in my opinion is uh uh gonna be like Warhammer 40k warp travel where the warp is um, uh, gonna travel from one planet to another I have to go through hell to get there
0: literally yeah
1: I am so not familiar with 40k so, Warhammer 40k it's but fucking it's, bad it's, shit <laughs> I, I know that's a whole another level and realm of of uh, uh, nerdery which I've been meaning to get into it's yeah. not like I don't want to it's just I know that it's a lot
2: Right. Well, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so you know, in, in Dune, are you familiar with Dune at all? Dune. Yeah.
1: Or Doom. Dune. Dune. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy Spice. Exactly.
2: Yes. So you know, like, Worms. you have a, you have the navigators that are like the. <laughs> Excuse you.
0: Noel's the navigator. Thank
2: you, Noel. <laughs> um, uh, so you know, you have the navigators that are like part of the space and guild, but they're giant worm dudes in a tank, and oh, they yeah. fold space yeah Uh, imagine if you had somebody kind of like that like a a, just a fucking psychic on your ship that their whole job is to open a portal to literal hell (laughs) so that you can get a shortcut through hell to get to the place you want to go like that's their job
1: that sounds awesome
0: yeah so, Warhammer is the one that's the coolest to you, but Star Trek is the one that's, like, feasible, you think? The most yeah,
2: and, and honestly, it'd still be my ideal, right? It's, sure. It's, I think well, it's yeah, like... you wouldn't
0: have to go through hell, so, like, right. that yeah. makes Spa. sense. Spa. Yeah.
2: And I can go play on the Spa. holodeck while
0: we wait.
1: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Open a portal to Dante's Inferno.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay.
0: All right. All right.
1: all right, Jake. Jake, all right. Jake. all right. All right, Jake. All right,
2: Jake. I hope I didn't get too lost in the weeds there, but I, I appreciate you guys listening to me info dump. I
0: learned so much. I <laughs> learned about fucking things don't cool down in space. That's blowing my mind a little Not bit. Right? I also learned that, like, rocket jumping is a thing in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, theoretically, that also blew my mind. <laughs>
1: and fucking Nixon's just got to fuck shit up again. Like, he just keeps coming back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fucking Nixon. Yeah. I mean, really, all he
2: did was... was uh, 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 canceled the nerve project but i'm still sorry to him about it and nothing else
1: (laughs) and nothing else (laughs) nothing else wrong yeah yeah, no No. he was Uh, great he did he done good i feel
0: like as a canadian i don't really have a like to stand on but i feel like regan and nixon were objectively the worst (laughs) jackson too
1: (laughs) they they weren't great they weren't great all right Uh, Well, Jake, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Like, whether it just be like a cool, fun factoid or just something about uh, rocket engines that you think is fascinating?
2: Um, Ooh, that's a a good question. Um, I would say if you want another fun fact to carry home with you. I always do. uh, It is is now believed that Sputnik may have not been the first man-made object in space.
0: Whoa! Whoa, whoa, what?
2: Uh, Yeah, in fact, it was a manhole cover.
0: From where?
2: Uh, from Utah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so somebody no. launched a manhole cover no. and it, like, uh, it, it went so into space? The
2: trouble is is that we, uh, uh it, is, it is believed that they, uh, uh, we were doing underground nuclear weapons testing. Oh,
0: there it is. <laughs> okay. And uh,
2: there was a manhole cover over top of the explosion. Uh that and we send
0: into it orbit. into space. Okay, hang, hey, hang the
1: fuck on, <laughs> <laughs> hang the fuck on. <laughs> That's Hold incredible. on. Okay, no, Utah. I mean, <laughs> come on, come on, Utah. Come <laughs> on, Utah. No. <laughs> That would be such a slap in the fucking face for take Russia. that Russians. You got blasted. I'll see if I can find you guys the TikTok. that Oh my that god, you, very you, good. you got blasted by the state of potatoes. <laughs> um,
0: Never fear, fucking Utah did it for us. No, a not.
1: okay. So can you explain something to me? How? Okay. Number one, I feel like the only way this would be able to actually have been a fact at all was because they actually. Found it orbiting (laughs) because something tells me that it wouldn't have survived otherwise. So because either it got flown way the fuck out in middle of nowhere, it got vaporized. Or if it did go up into space, it didn't get far enough. And then it came back in through reentry and got burned up.
0: So or the, the other option is that it just went up really far up and nobody could retrieve it. And they were like, I guess I went into space guys. That's how good we are. Let's pack it up.
1: (laughs) We're done here. We're done here. Nice job. Good work. Okay. So yes. How, what the fuck?
0: Well,
2: uh, so the, that was the extent of, but really my knowledge on it was that we were doing it was, it was as a result of a weapons test underground. And I believe it was a case that like, uh, I don't remember if it was a case where it re-entered or if it was a case where it was picked up on radar and we didn't know what it was. <laughs> it's
0: a UFO. Because there's, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a ton of space in Utah. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, of shit. Yeah,
2: yeah. We, we're not good at keeping our 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 near space clean. Right. We're getting much better about it, but like,
0: whoa. Back in the cowboy the, days, the world is polluting.
2: Right, uh, and not even polluting the. Uh, we're we're moving our pollutants outside of the world, but back in our space cowboy days, we were just. We were just leaving decoupler rings, just just throwing leaving them out the decoupler window.
0: rings, leaving dogs, leaving yeah. monkeys, <laughs> whatever. It's
2: fine. <laughs> we didn't have to get them back.
0: Um, so I cry every time I hear. I remember. Okay, why so with how?
1: Skylab in it. So did they actually retrieve? this manhole comes
2: I don't believe so. Like, okay. I'll try to find the ticket. I, I I had it favorited, but I'll, I'll send okay. it to
1: you. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I keep asking questions. I'm super fascinated by this. I might <laughs> yeah. just have to Google this by the time we're done. Um, Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Hey, Uh, but before we leave, as we do always, and I'm so happy I get to say this again, the more you know. Bye. So, uh, Mr. Lease, is there anything that you've come across recently that you feel like our viewers should know about, whether it be book, movie, video game, TV series, uh, what have you, uh, that you think would be really interesting and good for, uh, the listeners to know about.
0: What's been giving you some brain serotonin That lately?
2: stuff. Uh, so sh- recently I've been, uh, I've been, uh, both Doom and Doom Eternal were on sale. So I've, I've been playing those pretty, nice. uh, pretty frequently, um, which has been good. Uh, but the... Uh, um, other than that, I don't know that I've, I've like, gone into obsession again. Uh, except that, like, uh, we recently watched the first season of Star Trek Lower Decks. And the second season is, has recently come out. Um, and I haven't, I haven't sat down to watch it yet. But it was so good. Yeah. And it was so genuinely, like, goofy and funny and not taking itself too seriously while still being very much Star Trek. Okay. Um, if, if you guys like it is uh, for me, it would be something that is like so easy for a non-Star Trek fan to get into and enjoy something about Star Trek. Okay. Um, while just sort of like taking it easy and you can watch something that's not quite so fucking cheesy.
0: That's good to know. I think Lower Decks, I was, I haven't seen it yet because I've been so hesitant because it's by the people who created Rick and Morty. And while I have no problem with Rick and Morty in and of itself, dear fucking God, I hate Rick and Morty (laughs) fans. So I was like, I don't know if I want to fucking do this. Yeah, luckily,
2: luckily, (laughs) luckily no one has, uh, no one has been, uh, like, pissing their pants on a mcdonald's counter about their star trek sauce yeah all right um,
0: good all right yeah so you uh
2: uh don't worry about that it's it's very good and it's it's uh very like genuinely wholesome you like the character like the characters are likable cool uh and it's yeah it's it, it uh it's definitely more in like uh the bobs burger vein of like adult cartoons where they do a very good job of showing you why you should love these people oh sure um but yeah it's nice. uh
1: very good nice all right cat yeah. what about you
0: uh yeah uh pop
1: quiz bitch let's shit, go Shit,
0: uh, i've been binging a shit ton of dimension 20 uh which is a D thing
1: oh yeah, yeah
0: um if you like DD streams, and specifically like a and that takes place in modern day New York City. Check out the Unsleeping City. The first season oh. is on YouTube, and it fucking slabs. Uh, <laughs> like the paladin, the paladin is just a, like a, a firefighter who's like oath is just civic responsibility of being safe, and it's fucking great. Oh, that's really <laughs> dope. Yeah, yeah. The druid is like a rat man who lives in the fucking subways. It's incredible. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Very nice, very nice. Uh, what well, about mine, you? mine. I just finished a book uh, called Seven Devils, which is super good. I'm going to quick Google the authors because I feel like they deserve um, the cred. Seven Devil novel. It's it's really good. Um, it's it's great for everybody. Anybody who. Um, oh, here we go. Seven Devils by Laura Lamb and Elizabeth May. Um, it's a great book. Lots of pretty much all the leads are female leads. Um, Ooh, okay. a very LGBTQ friendly. Um, it's it, it's it's just a great sci-fi space travel um, kind of redemption story uh, story. I don't know. Hell I don't yeah. know. But uh, it was it was a great read. It was one of those where like I just kind of had trouble putting it down. Um. So those are the best books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I'm now entering into Powell's or Powell's. Wow. Powell's.
0: Powers. Yay. Powers. The
1: the uh, graphic novels. Uh, oh, nice. Powers. So
0: uh, one day I'm gonna fucking. So we're we're gonna get yeah. Force you to yeah, yeah we're you were, really on, talking the, about you were
2: that. on the psn show weren't you? you or you were like really into the psn show or that
0: yeah um the i know repressive time no, the no very no, we're cliff not. notes is there were two comic books that super got me into comics one was the umbrella academy and the other was powers oh gotcha forgot oh. about it the psn network came along my crush from high school musical was in it oh. was was like on the 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 playstation network show and i was like Aah! oh shit. <laughs> And it all just came back full force. Nice. <laughs>
1: yeah. So we, we'll, cause I know that you, you got me into that cat and, uh, it's a very good series. We, you, this was something that you want to talk about on this podcast. So don't worry. I'm reading it now. I got the first two compendiums. We'll, we'll come back. We'll, we'll touch base with what it on check? this. So, um, cool. Jake, anything else?
2: Um, uh, not really. I mean, if you want to see me, uh, uh, play KSP, you can come check out my, uh, my Twitch. Uh, it's Mr. Underscore Norman 90. Um, that's nine zero, uh, and then I think my I think my Twitter is the same thing.
1: You're pretty close to it. It's pretty close. Yeah, I think yeah.
0: your Twitter is like Mr. Norman nine or something like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. Check
0: him out. He's an entertaining dude. Super
1: entertaining. <laughs> good cat. Good cat. All right, uh, Jake. Fucking thanks, man.
0: Thank yeah. you for having me
1: been a whole ding dang thing and I learned a fucking thing or two. I learned several things. <laughs> so I'm not trying to one up you, but <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, cat, Thanks again. And, uh, hey, uh, this has been real. It's been real. It's been something. So we should do it again. Absolutely. Hey, Hell yeah. bring it in here, guys. High fives. <laughs> across the table. Ready? <laughs>
2: What you gon' do, hey, what you gonna do? hey what you gonna do what you gon' do, hey, do what you gon' party, people in the house, let's go, it's your boy J.T.I.